Hi, you're listening to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business, the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you and your partner who want to lead with confidence, make more profit, and create a better lifestyle. Are you ready to fast track your freedom and have some fun? With your hosts, fellow trade business owners and husband and wife team, Andy and Angela Smith. Hey there, tradies. Guess what? We're halfway there. And get, no, 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 I am not going to sing that Bon Jovi song again. But we are halfway through season two, and I'm joined by my wife and business partner, Ange. Hey there. I can't believe it either. We've had such a great time bringing you this podcast. So much goes into it, and we love hearing your feedback. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast. You can rate the Tradies Show and let us know what you want to hear more of. Absolutely. We make this show to cover topics you want to hear about. So let us know what you think. This week, we're joined by our friends and members of Lifestyle Tradie, Dan and Jody from Green Planet Plumbing. How are you guys? Really good. Thanks, Andy. So good to have you here today. So Dan and Jody own Green Planet Plumbing. They're based in Newcastle and they've been members of Lifestyle Tradie for over four years now. They're joining us today because their story of how they overcame so many challenges that we're all faced with at some point, but still managed to come out the other side, is truly inspirational. Yes, it certainly is. So Dan, when you first started your trade business, you also had a second job, right? I mean, how did you manage to run a trade business and have a second job as well? It was difficult. A lot of hard hours and I was working full-time underground in the mines. It was sort of 50 hours a week there, plus any daylight hours I could manage plumbing and admin work on top of that. Mate, you're an absolute machine. You're one of those guys that just goes and goes and goes. (laughs) He does. Never stops. Never stops. <laughs> so, Jody, what was it like for you having Dan working two jobs? I know you work part-time with two small kids, right? Yeah, we had two small kids at home and I was working two days a week at the vets. So it was certainly a very busy time for us. Dan was, we kind of called him the ghost. He was just never around. There was there was signs that he'd been there, but he was never there. <laughs> we, we had a goal all along and we knew that it wasn't going to be easy and that there would be sacrifice. So we just, you just do what you've got to do. And we're very fortunate to have our families very close and we've got a great support network. And without them, I, I feel like it would have been much much more difficult. So Jody, you said something that was really important to me. You actually said the two of us together had a goal, we had a plan. And so we just pretty much dug in and just got it done. So can you tell me what that goal was? What drove you? Well, Dan had always wanted to run his own business. And obviously I was very supportive of that. Ever since we met when we were young, he was constantly reading books and studying business. And that was his long-term plan. And obviously being his wife, I'd wanted to support him on that. I didn't realise how Driven. much I would have <laughs> to be involved. been involved in that plan in the end, but yeah. it's been great for both of us and I absolutely love it. So so your intention was, your thought process was, Dan will eventually come back from the mines and this business that we'd already started was going to be his baby and this is where he's going to end up. Is kind of that what you were thinking? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Working for himself was was his goal and it just it takes hard work and, and that's what he put into it, definitely. He's a classic, isn't he, Dan? You know, he's got so many ideas. He's got so many things going. You're like, you know, Dan, there's no doubt about it. You do things a little differently to most people. For instance, don't you own a gold mine? I, th- I think, you know, 
As always, we say owning a trade business can be a gold mine, but mate, you literally own a gold mine. It's absolutely nuts. How's that all going? Yeah, that's go. I do. I, I do own a gold mine, Andy. But it's, <laughs> part of a gold mine. Part of a gold mine. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have the whole thing. But yeah, consider myself a bit of an investor, and I like to play around with these sort of things. So, and so, come it. on, mate. Tell me, tell me. Are we? Are we? Are you sort of at a point where? The writing's on the wall. You, you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow, or are you finding gold? What's going on? There's been gold found, but there's no writing yet. No, there's no writing yet. No. Stay tuned. Right. Stay tuned. And is it like is it like you see on Aussie gold hunters where you're out there with the beep 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 beep, beep or you're actually talking? You're moving a shitloads of dirt. Yeah, it's a it's a proper operation. Yeah. Wow. Didn't mate. you know that that's the name of their boat? Gold fever. <laughs> gold fever. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. It, it might be tomorrow. There's no doubt about it. Danny's one of those guys. I don't know if you know, Jody, but I've been quietly getting these emails asking me if I want to invest and buy into a whole plumbing supply chain at the moment. Has he mentioned that to you? No, he hasn't. <laughs> it just sneakily just comes across a few text messages here. Hey, Andy, look at this. Hey, Andy, look at this. Hey, have you heard about this? Uh, this. Oh, mate, you're a classic. All right, there's so, always something. There is. Welcome to my life, Andy. <laughs> Every yeah. day there's a new idea. There's opportunities <laughs> everywhere, Andy. There is, mate. Just got to look around. Isn't that, what's, isn't that what we love about life, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. you got to love these opportunities. So, hey, I want to take you back to this plumbing business, and I want to ask you a question, which is what do you guys think are some of the biggest hurdles that you faced in business, and then how did you overcome them? The biggest hurdle was going from a one-man band and, and growing and having mm-hmm. ideas, I always had an idea on what I wanted and I could see some of the competing companies and bigger companies in the industry doing very well and, and doing things much more polished than what we were doing at that stage. And that's that's sort of when I reached out to you guys. I'd been following Andy's emails for your lifestyle tradies <laughs> emails for, for months and yep. then reached out, put all those things into place once we started. So let me, and obviously when you started with us, you were a one-man show, but I know you guys are constantly growing, but where are you sitting at the moment? How many staff do you have these days? Uh, we have, <laughs> I have to answer that because Dan probably what? won't know. We have 11. <laughs> oh, you got 11 people 11 now, right. Us, yeah. Wow. That, that's including and, both of us. We're essentially yeah. here full-time, so I, we're included in that. Great. So, yeah, the business has gone from strength to strength, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, it's been great to watch you guys just smashing it on the way. So tell us what you have implemented in the trade business that's probably made the biggest difference. Like you talked a bit about what you wanted and how the biggest hurdles and going from a one-man show and getting the growth. But when you got started to get that growth, what's been the biggest things that you've implemented in your trade business that's really taking you to a whole nother level? For me, it would be the office staff after implementing some of our systems and taking payment on site and all those little things and then eventually growing to a size where we could have an office staff and have where you're not answering the phone yourself and making those mistakes. So it, and all the scheduling gets taken care of via the office, most of the payments, everything just happens sort of automatically. It's almost automated. Yeah. So what you found was as a one-man show, the hardest thing was breaking through that bubble of three or four guys when you're still trying to do everything yourself and pushing through. So a lot of people talk about pushing through the $1 million barrier, you know, and pushing through. But you found at the beginning, you found it a lot tougher. And as you grew, things got easier because you had the right staff around you. And I know, um, Jody, you're in the office doing an incredible job. And sometimes, as you said, 
you know, Dan doesn't even know how many guys you got. So you're hiring and firing and going down that path as well. But obviously you're in control of that office, right? Yes, day to day. I I take care of most of the day to day running of, of the business. Dan's still on the tools. We still need him out yep. working on the tools at this point. Yeah. And that's what you love so, too, mate, isn't it? Yeah, he yeah, loves I, it. I go a bit he, stir crazy he in the office. Uh, yeah. I like to be a little bit busy. We like to keep him busy because whenever he's sitting, those ideas come and <laughs> He's buying another mine or yeah. something. I could imagine he'd be really disruptive. Was it, was it true? Was it true that he pretty much put your house on the market and bought another house without you even knowing? It wasn't a purchase of a house, but we had been talking and we had a long-term goal of, of buying a new house and he found a house to rent. So he told me 20 minutes before the rental inspection was booked that he was going and you know, I want to come with him. Um, <laughs> that was a nice that he included you. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a tendency to overthink things and sometimes that can procrastination and, yeah. and it leads to hesitation and nothing happens. So he just kind of, I think he gets that about right me. Direction. And um, he, yeah, <laughs> that was so, a big, that was a big nudge, mate. But yeah, um, there's no doubt well. about it. We've known you guys for a long time and you need to be a very patient person to be the wife of Dan, that is for sure. So you're doing an amazing job, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's I, he's amazing. I think he's he's got he's got so many ideas and so much drive and so much ambition. And yeah, I'm just here to help and facilitate. I think <laughs> I think you watch, you've actually also highlighted though the perfect balance of a couple. And I think this is the epitome of of any trade business, especially when a husband and wife is involved, because so many tradies, like you you guys have heard us say a thousand times, that the guys out on the tools, when you first started your business and they understand their trade and they do really well and they're likable guys like Dan, and you come to, come to your house and you sell ice to Eskimos, you're just that really likable guy, but it's not the only part of a trade business. You know, your billable time is really important, but this admin side, this what I class as back of house versus front of house, you're front of house, Dan, you're out on the tools, that's where your team is, but this back of house is admin side. If this bit doesn't hum perfectly with regards to processes and streamlining and putting little links together to ensure everything is really harmonious, that to me is just absolutely gold for any trade business and you guys have done that exceptionally well. Hats off to you both because beautiful balance and it's, it's actually really hard to find that balance at times. So saying that, Jody, what's it like actually coming into this business and you've got your own ideas, you're the one that runs that admin side and, and now you've moved from being the partner, you know, you were friends once upon a time and had children and you knew we had this drive to, to have this business and then you've left your position in the vet as a vet nurse and come into the business and now your role is really different, you know, you're you're working with him, you're working together to make this business incredible, of which you have, but then you still actually have to balance the house. Like, how, how does that work in your world? It, it's busy. <laughs> when he started with the business, I didn't realise that I would become a part of it. But over the years, I just sort of started to help out a little bit and realised I had a real love for it. I love coming to work every day. I love what we do. I'm really proud of the business that we've built and of our staff. And I'm really glad for the career change. It was a it was the right time yeah. for me. Yeah, that's awesome, and you've definitely stepped up to the plate. Obviously, we know what you guys have both been doing within the business over the years, and you've just gone from strength to strength, which we're very proud to sit back and watch you do that as well. Has COVID made much of a impact on your business over the last couple of years? When when it first happened, obviously there was that that first month of a shock sort of afterwards, and nobody mm. really knew what was happening, and we did actually downsize a little bit in that month. Uh, yep. We didn't. We didn't have work. Or we didn't have a lot of work for that month, and we we're just lucky that we kept some existing 
you know, real estates and things like that going, just keeps us going when it's quiet, those sort of jobs, but the phone basically stopped ringing. But then since then, we've we've been like every other tradie in the country and flat out. So yeah, since yeah. that sort of wound off. And do you guys look at that strategy? I know I talk about it a bit, but that strategy of having your hand in, instead of having everything in one basket, you've actually got little bits and pieces. You've got a bit of residential there and you've got a bit of real estate, as you mentioned. You've probably got a bit of strata, a bit of commercial. Is that the way? Did, have you tried to really do that or it's just naturally happened? A lot of the strata stuff sort of come naturally. We've, we've had a focus to try and attract them and we haven't been able to really attract them directly. And it's yeah. it's just come from, from word of mouth and doing things for clients and it's fed to that. They don't send us work every month, but they do send us work. And there's a there's a lot of them that do send us little jobs. Yep. And then there's a couple of real estates that we do look after exclusively. Mm. And yep. I've, I've always wanted to keep that in the background because yeah. it, there's, you know, you, it's free work. It mightn't yep. pay a lot, but it keeps the boys, keeps the bills paid. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want to touch on that, mate, because, you know, a lot of the times real estate work, you're not making massive profits necessarily, right? And I know where you are, you're probably not doing a lot of units, you're doing housing. You know, in that regards, it just ticks over, the boys keep busy, and it's just a bit of a gap filler for those gaps sometimes that you're looking for when you're doing your residential customers. Mm -hmm. So so overall, during the COVID, though, have you, you know, the, the buzzword for a lot of people was adapt, you know, and us tradies, we've had a lot of stimulus money, we've had a lot of help, and, you know, I talk to a lot of tradies, and a lot of people have got more money now than they've ever had through COVID. And they're like, oh, COVID's been incredible for me. But have you had to adapt in any way your business for COVID or has it sort of been life as normal? It's, it's fairly well been life as normal, but we've we've tightened up on, we, we only do maintenance work now. Maintenance and, and reline of sewers and plump and sewer work. That's yep. just our, that's everything. So we don't do any new builds. We don't do any solar hot water really anymore and, we don't do sort of subcontract work for anybody. We've just yep. really focused in on what we do. And, and we, you know, even bathroom renovations, we don't go near. Can I ask you why? Because I know you've done what we've done and you know your numbers, you know what's profitable, you know what's easy. Yep. We talk about our A, B, C and D customers, all that kind of stuff. Is that what you've done? You've just analysed your business yep. and gone, where's our money? Where's our niche? Where do we want to play? This is, we're just going to niche down into these sectors. Yep. We, we moved 18 months ago into a commercial unit and yep. we've tightened up how far we travel. We've, we've just brought everything in and tried to be tighter and tighter. It's a slow process, but you've got to slowly weed out the customers you don't want and the work that you don't want to do and, and the areas that you're not willing to travel to. So Yeah, man, that's gold because there's so many trade business owners and people out there listening now that they know there's probably a good 20 or 30% of their customers. They're probably thinking... Oh, I probably don't want to work for them. I'd love to be working for this other 70% of my customers, you know, but you've actually put that in play and said, well, we've grown to a team of 11 now. We're happy with our level of size. We're not just going to keep growing for growing sake. What we're going to do now is we're going to keep it at this level, get rid of some of the unwanted stuff, but have the ones that are high profit margins where we're going to make the money we need and, and really just take the hassle away from the business as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love the fact that you've actually niched, not just geographically really pinpointed where you wanted to locate yourself, but you've gotten really sharp on market segmentation. So like you said, you're doing a lot more residential work, maintenance specifically, and that pipe relining. So for you, this is really where the profit is. I love the fact that you know this stuff. This is where tradies get this so wrong is the fact that they just say yes to every single piece of work and wonder why they're so busy and finish a financial year going, 
why don't I make any money? Like, why, what am I doing this for? It's just so crazy. So the fact that you know this stuff, you look at reports, you look at metrics, you understand your numbers, you know when to say no to work and you know when to say yes to your work. And now we're getting really tight on these one percenters to ensure that we just squeeze the living daylights out of absolutely everything you're doing. Mm. Systemizing, streamlining, yeah. making sure the team do everything the same way. I uh, just love it. It's really good. Yeah, another question I want to ask, we, we hadn't, it just came to me then, but you guys bought a second business. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yes. And how did that go? Come on, come on, give me something. Like, was this business up for sale and you just stumbled across it? Did you approach this guy? And how did it all go? I'd had the idea for a while, but I've always kept an eye out for these sort of things. But this just happened. I walked into a Reese store and it was pinned up on the notice board on a scrap bit of paper. <laughs> right. And you just went in there and had a chat, negotiated a price that was a good price on your end. You know, how did you come to a price? How did you know what was good and what wasn't? First thing I did was turn around and the Reese manager was sitting there and I said, does this guy pay his bills and does he actually do any work? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And he said, yeah, Great no, question. good fella, does, pays his bills every month, Does he, he gets plenty of work. And I thought, oh, well, that's that's pretty good. And yeah. Because it was just a one-man band at that stage, so they're very hard to to work all that out. Then I met, went and met him and went through all the gear and just had a good chat, got a good vibe about it all. And he talked my ear off. He was quite the salesman. Then he was going on holidays for two weeks and he said, here's the phone. That'll prove it to you. And Wow. Wow. That just kept ringing. So- we got the money organised. Jody was a bit hesitant to start with. I must say, I, I was. This was another idea that Dan came to me about. Um, he said, he literally went into Reese and he came out and said, I want to buy another business. So I said, all right, what do we know? And it was a paper-based system. There was no database. There was a few red flags for me. And I said, you take it to our account. And if he's happy, I'm happy. And he said, we'd be mad not to do it. The timing was really good for us because one of our tradies was taking two months leave and we wanted to have enough work to sustain him when he came back, as well as the tradesman that we'd employed to replace him for that two months. He was yeah. really credible, though, the business that you bought. This older guy, he was super credible in the geographic area, though, right? Yes, very much Correct. so. So at the end of the day, in essence, you're buying goodwill. I imagine, Jody, how anxious that would have made you feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the accountant would have backed me, but he was like, oh, you'd be mad not to do it. It really did work out well because apart from the fact that we got a, you know, we managed to buy a very successful business um it worked out dan actually got a friend and a, and a mentor through it as well but oh, he came over with the business as well and how long's he been working or did I, he work I, have, he, I haven't been able to get him to do any work at no. all Andy. <laughs> 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 we've become quite close yeah oh, they've got nice. a good friendship and and it's it's years on years down the track and they've maintained that so there were so good. many positives that came from oh, that's awesome i One love the fact meeting. that he even had the gumption to stick a handwritten note up in Reese to actually sell his business. I would imagine the number of these guys that would just shut up shop and just turn the phone off. Yeah. But you know what? I've just got this vision. He's in his truck. A customer rings and goes, hey, mate, I need you to break that invoice down for twenty nine thirty five. And he's got, oh, I've had a gut full of this. He just got his diary out, wrote a bit, of, wrote on it. I want to sell my Pick business. Call here and stuck it up on the board. And <laughs> you just happen to get in there, mate. So, mate, that is awesome. It's a great story. And for anyone out there that hasn't thought about buying another business, it's a really good idea to to look at that. There's some killer businesses out there that if you can get at the right price, can make a massive difference in your business as well. But you don't want to buy a business and tack it onto your business if you don't have 
your business model right from the start because all you're doing is bringing more headaches to a model in your business that mm. potentially is already broken. Just want to mention, Dan, you hurt yourself pretty bad, didn't you? And can you tell us a bit about what happened? We were doing a new build and doing the roofing on that new build and I rolled my ankle on the roof quite badly and ended up tearing a, a tendon in my ankle and um, slowed me up a little bit, ended up having to have surgery later. We, we don't do roofing work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I ask, mate, so firstly, you're up there, you rolled your ankle, and, and how long were you out of action? Like, I can't remember. I know that, you know, you were sitting there with a big thing on your leg for a long time. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't. I'll let Jody answer. I'm going to answer this for him because what Dan did as opposed to what the doctor recommended were, were very different. At that stage, it was still fairly <laughs> early surprised? on. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise. We were still mm. fairly early on and we simply just couldn't have Dan off the tools for the amount of time that it would have taken for him to have his surgery and for the recovery. So he had a few days off initially, put his work boots back on and got back on the tools. But <laughs> oh my goodness. 12 yeah. months later, when we'd grown to a point that he could get off the tools. He got the surgery then. In saying that, the doctor told him to stay on crutches and in a moon boot for six weeks, and then he could go to the moon boot. He was only in a moon boot after two <laughs> weeks and on an excavator. So, <gasps> Dan. Bossing around our apprentice. So. Yes, that's, that's Dan all over. So, guys, it's been great having you here today, and there's a little game that we always play. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw three questions at you, and I need you to answer them in rapid fire. They'll take less than 30 seconds. Are you ready to go? Yes. Okay, first one. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business? Employing the wrong people. Employing the wrong people. Isn't that? It can definitely be a massive disaster. Yes, right people on the bus. Exactly. They can do so much damage to your reputation, to the whole business without you even knowing before you work out that they're the wrong person. Long time exactly. And and how often do you hear of people saying, I've been wanting to sack that guy for a year mm. or two years or three years and they just hang on to that bad apple, just corrupting the system and really causing a problem within the workplace. So yes, as soon as you get that feeling that this person isn't right, definitely move them on. Yeah. Number two, so what's the one piece of advice you'd give other trade business owners? Charge what you need to to make a profit. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that, you know, it's short and sweet, isn't it? We all know how many guys out there that just aren't charging the money they need to make the profit they need to even use that money so they can grow their business. So They've if you're not to... charging enough and you don't have enough money to even pay yourself, you haven't got enough money to pay your staff and you haven't got enough money to market and you don't have enough money to take the business where you want it to go. So you definitely got to make sure you make the money you need from the very, very start. You need yeah. to understand your hourly rate. You need to understand what you're worth and stick to your guns. So number three, what is the best thing about being a business owner? Uh, knowing that you're creating an asset that you can support your family and achieve your life goals through constant learning and there's always something new to change or implement or try and improve. I think for you guys as well, I know, Jody, you're saying you still work pretty hard and all of us work hard, but, you know, with your boat and you're out whale watching and I know, Dan, you always love sending <laughs> me those videos through and you're out the door and you, you guys are, you know, you've got all these other interests as well. Do you feel like you're starting to build that lifestyle business you always dreamed about? Yeah, we, we, we've got, we can have time off whenever we need it. The business essentially can run by itself. Yeah. And yeah, we've had holidays the last couple of years. COVID sort of knocked that around a little bit, getting away. But, yeah. you know, you can have time off and the, everything's the same when you get back. Yeah, so. it's, it's given us the freedom to, to choose what we want. We both love working in the business and we both want to keep growing it. And 
fine tuning it, but we can still take time off to go and, you know, watch the kids at school if they're getting an award or having an Easter hat parade or, or take time off to, to have those really important family holidays and, and those sorts of things as well. You guys are so awesome and we love having you as Lifestyle Trading members. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the podcast. Thanks so much for having us and thank you for all your guidance over the years. There is no question in my mind that we would we wouldn't be where we were we are today without you guys. Yeah, your support and guidance and and just the awesome community you've created. Green Planet would not be what it is today without you, no question. So thank you. Oh, thanks, guys. That's no, we awesome. really appreciate that. I will say that I've enjoyed many a laughs and having a quiet beer at our events that we have with you, Dan. <laughs> you are a superstar. Angie's got a little tear in her eye. That's how much it means. And we love you guys. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having, having us. us. Yeah, if you run your own trade business like Dan and Jody, or you're thinking about starting a business, join our Facebook group right now. The link is in the show notes. We share so many great resources and trade-specific conversations. It's such a great place to start your trade business journey. Or if you're sick of putting 100% into your business and not feeling the love in return, head to our website, lifestyletrady.com.au and book a strategy session with me. It's a totally free chat where you can ask me anything that's been on your mind, you know, or share your business pain points. And together, we can work through the solutions together. What a great way to cap off our mid-season. If you, like most tradies, could use a bit of health boost, then join us next week because we're joined by editor of Men's Health magazine, Scott Henderson. He's just finished a shoot with the Hemsworth brothers. Oh, come on. I'm better looking than those guys, right, Ange? Of course, babe. Go bullshitter, <laughs> bullshitter. <laughs> anyway, guys, we will catch you next time. See you later. Subscribe to The Tradie Show together in trade business now. Wherever you get your favourite podcasts, rate and write us a review or check out the show notes at lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hell yeah.